Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. How to sell without selling out. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, CEO of Success Champion Networking and best-selling author. Hanging out with me as always is Kevin Snow, the sales automation tactician and genius. And in this episode, we're really going to dive into how to sell without being a sleazy sales guy or out feeling like you're actually selling. Man, let me tell you. I remember, and it was funny, I was talking to my brother Keith the other day, and I said, do you remember the day I called you and said, hey, I got a sales job, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, what do I do next? Uh, he goes, not really. I said, do you remember what I said to you? You said to me, he goes, no. He said, pick up a phone and just start calling people. I'm like, yeah, thanks. That wasn't a whole lot of fucking help. You know, so, um, but you know, at that point in my life, I'd already been reading a lot of books and things, so I, I figured that you know, there had to be people that were teaching different ways to sell and i can tell you through my my career i've done or i've read spin selling challenger sailing sandler sailing top hopskins shit zig ziglar stuff you know and all these different types of selling and they all left me feeling some sort of grease ball like it really wasn't me it wasn't my style of selling because it always felt like a move or a maneuver or something that you had to do. I mean, even if you look at Sandler training as a whole, I mean, Sandler training is all about some form of almost manipulation to get the conversation going. And all of it just felt heavy. And I gotta be honest, I don't think that I really got as comfortable with selling the way I sell now until after I launched Success Champions and realized that the whole world was on me and I got to figure out a cool way to sell. And I think Kevin and I, you know, kind of side by side as we were doing sales calls together and we were, you know, evolving our own sales processes, kind of stumbled into this idea of this education style or informative selling and how you can, you know, actually provide more value than your prospect or client expects and really get a lot more deals done by 
always leaving them better than you found them. So, you know, that's what we're going to walk you guys through today is how this whole idea of informative selling and teaching your prospects actually allows you to build a lot more business. Yeah, I, I think this the edu sales that we've kind of been calling it and when we talk about it is I I really like it. I love it because I get done with sales calls now and I'm actually more excited at the end of the call because you, you get into some really cool conversations when you go all in on, on teaching your client how to do something and actually helping them figure things out during that sales call you leave it. It's like, Oh, that was just awesome. And you're excited to go on with your next one. When I was doing the old style sales, uh, when I was learning it all at, you know, when I was at uh, frontier and uh, Nextel, and I was still doing all the, you know, the Ben Franklin clothes and the takeaway clothes and all the horrible objection responses that they teach you at the Brian Tracy sales Academy. Uh, it was, I always left there and I just felt drained. It was just like, oh, and now I got to go do it all again. Uh, but when I started really switching stuff up with what I was doing now and actually teaching people how to how to actually fix their stuff and having really cool conversations where we left and I they I already had like a you know a big chunk of the planning of what they need to be done figured out it was a lot more fun and I was more excited to be doing more sales calls. Um, before that, it would, if I could find stuff to not be out in, in front of clients, I totally would uh, because sure. I, I'm going to go do stuff because now I don't have to, because I didn't, who wants to feel crappy after a meeting? No one wants to get out of a meeting with a client or a vendor and just feel like they need to go take a shower. Uh, that's right. not, that's not what any of us want. So, you know, this is a, it's a really cool way to, to help your clients and really set yourself apart from your competition, which is still selling the old way. So I, I think we probably should walk them through how we actually do this and what this looks like when we're talking to a client. Yeah, for sure. And you know, as, as I'm hearing us both talk, I think we're gonna, I'm going to push it for informative selling because I think that's more a better case for maybe how we're trying to position this. I like that idea of informing them because, you know, I, one more style of, you know, of selling that I grew up on was, and then we'll go through the process, is this idea of beating them into submission. And, you know, this is the Grant Cardone style. This is, you know, a lot of your sales that's taught in the marketplace by a lot of people right now. And it's, it's the, you know, never let them see a sweat, exude overconfidence. You know, uh, if you watch videos of some of the people who teach sales, they're like, oh, you can't say, oh, uh, you, you know, you got to be there own the moment type thing. And all that shit just wears me the fuck out, you know, and, and you just feel like a fucking douchebag when you do this stuff. So, you know, here's the interesting thing. When we think about informative selling and how we have conversations with people, there's a couple of things that really play well for Kevin and I on this. And one is we know a lot about what the fuck we do. And and we're both extremely passionate about our companies and what we sell. 
And that really is, I think, one of the big keys to starting out with the style of selling is to be actually enjoy what the fuck you do. So when you talk to people, it's about sharing something that you're extremely passionate about and they and they really want to get that value. And for me, I want to leave people better than I found them. I think that's the basis for everything Kevin and I are going to walk you guys through. Because if you can teach them a new way to look at the things they're doing, or you can walk them through the process and show them how to do things, a couple cool things happen. One, they, you know, are appreciative that they learned a skill set that they didn't know before. But two, they also realize that you're the fucking person that is so damn good at this that you're the guy or gal that gets a fucking nod on this. So for me, um, you know, every conversation uh, is going to not even feel like a sales call. I mean, that's, I think that's one of the key points here. So when we sit down and we talk to somebody, it's not, you know, about doing some sort of move or some sort of heavy gesture. It's literally about pouring into them. So. Um, I'm always going to start that conversation off with, you know, tell me a little bit about your world. Um, you know, how did you get here and get them talking? And for me, it's about understanding very specifically, you know, where they come from, how they get there. And it's, it's my first stage in becoming a human as part of this process, because, you know, if you act, talk and sound like a salesperson, you're going to be fucking treated like one. But when you're a human being, odds are you're going to have a better and more realistic conversation. And I think that's where a lot of sales misses the ball is because you're trying to learn maneuvers and scripts and steps and stages. And that's what makes you start coming across and, and feel like a salesperson. So to start off this style of selling is really about opening up a really good conversation and start even from the out the gate of understanding, you know, who they are, where they come from and kind of setting the stage for, you know, where's this conversation go from here? Yeah, I, I think it's really key to let them do a lot of the talking and to get them to open up and start telling you their story and what's going on and, and, you know, almost turning it into that, you know, a therapy session for them where they get to talk about what they're, what's frustrating them with their business and the issues they're having and the impact that it's having for them, uh, which is completely opposite of how most sales programs teach you to sell. You know, they, they teach you to come in, do a, you know, a couple minutes of some relationship building and they call it rapport building. And then, you know, asking a couple questions and then really diving into how you fix stuff. And I always think it's so much better to do it the opposite way and build the rapport by listening and, and having real conversations with them where you're helping, where you're actually discovering what their issue is. Uh, and for me, I want to fix their issue, not just give them, tell them what, hey, you should have this issue and I'm going to fix yeah. it for you, which is literally what most sales programs have you do. Yeah, I, I love how you position that because, you know, 
not only do we have to, um, you know, hear their story and really want to understand them, but we've actually got to have enough desire and compassion to truly want to help somebody, you know, and, and I think most times people want to pitch their idea or they want to throw, you know, their processes and stuff with them without even understanding what their world is and what their needs are and what their problems and issues, you know, come to the table. And I think something that helps Kevin and I in this style of selling is we've had so many conversations with potential prospects and people we want to do business with that we've learned to listen for where they are in the moment of life that we're talking to them. And I, I think this is a key, key thing to think about is whatever you sell or whatever, you know, product, product or service you put out there in the marketplace, uh, there's kind of stages your clients will go through in needs of your services. You know, if, if you look at somebody like Kevin who can do all the sales automation stuff, you know, if you're just starting your business, just starting your company, it's really hard for him to come in and try and figure out all the automations because there's a lot of guesswork on the front end. It doesn't mean it can't be done. It's just, you know, there's a lot more learning. But if he has an understanding sitting across from somebody who's been in business five to, you know, 10 years type of things, it changes the whole dynamics and allows you to kind of make some assumptions of where they are in the process and talk specifically to those things. And I think, you know, when you're really talking about understanding, you know, the, the clientele, you've got to be able to understand where they're at specifically on their business journey and how that correlates with what you sell so you can position yourself, you know, correctly. I'm thinking, you know, if you're a travel agent and people like, you know, I take 40 vacations a year, you're going to talk to that person differently to the person that like, this is, you know, their biggest spend of the year to go on this one vacation type thing. So it's really about uncovering their world and where they're at. So you can have a more in-depth conversation and respect from where they are and how they're showing up in that, in that particular moment. Yeah. And, and that conversation is really key because it ends up giving you all the words that you need to use later. Hmm. Because it tell they're gonna tell you the impact that the issues they're having are actually causing on them in their life and their family and their business. And if you're asking the right questions, you're also gonna hear all the things about, you know, what what could be and what that means to them. And the, those are all things that you're able to say later, instead of pulling out some, you know, uh, cheesy takeaway clothes or, you know, uh, well, you know, if we could get that to you in blue, would you would you sign the paperwork today uh, type clothes? You, you can actually say things back to them that they said. And when you do it, you're going to see them nod. And, you know, yeah. we did a, a episode a couple of weeks ago on body language. And, you know, you're going to start seeing those body triggers as you're using their words to them because they're leaning in and they're now engaged in this conversation because they're like, Oh, this guy actually gets what I'm talking about. He understands me. And, and it's really key. Uh, and it allows you, like Donnie said, to make those shifts in your delivery. You know, if I'm talking to that new guy who's just launched a business and they're, you know, six months in, you know, I'm good. What I'm going to talk to him about is going to be really super basic stuff to help them not get overwhelmed. 
Whereas the client I met with last week who has been in business for five years, we're talking about way deeper processes and, yeah. and figuring out specific tweaks we can make and that we can automate that are going to have huge impact to them. But we're not reinventing a wheel. We're just trying to tweak and make stuff better. Yeah. And I, and I think that key takeaway in, in this portion of it is the idea of helping them where they're at in the moment on, on that journey. And you're literally informing them of, of ways they can think about doing whatever they need to accomplish in a better, more specific way. And it's, and it's more of this collaboration conversation versus trying to convince them that you're the guy or gal yep. to do this. It's, it's, Ooh, have you thought about going this direction? Have you thought about doing this? Have you considered going in, in this moment? I know you want to talk, so I'll let you jump in. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I, for the people that aren't watching the video, I literally am like leaning into the conversation, nodding my head. Now <laughs> he's like, you want to talk? No, I, I'm just agreeing yeah. with you. But, yeah. but you're exactly right. It is very much that collaborative thing where you're saying, oh, I, you know, I just had an idea. What if we're able to do something like this and we can tweak this? And you're you're basically getting this big, really cool brainstorming session with them. And it's so fun when you're able to come up with an idea that solves an issue or it, that you're you're coming up with an idea that is actually a couple steps ahead of them that they hadn't thought about yet. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. Let's talk more about that. Dude, I love this whole idea of this brainstorming collaboration because it takes me back to when I was doing commercial printing. And my most loyal clients and the, the clients that stuck with me the longest are the ones that I sat down and helped them build out entire marketing campaigns or entire marketing flows. I just wasn't a vendor that was they were getting priced from. We were sitting down and very specifically looking at cost structures and the likes to make sure everything was del delved up. And I, I would challenge you to do the same thing when you did a lot of the phone sales. It wasn't about, you know, just what kind of phone you need. It was looking at the overall plans, infrastructure. And I know you do it now when you're doing your sales automation stuff, because it's the same thing. It's not about, let me tell you what you need to do, because there, there has to be a respect for the person that you're, you're selling to, right? They have a story. They have a journey. They, they know a lot of shit. I mean, we're long gone is the day of us, you know, knowing more than our clientele. I mean, oftentimes they are very, very knowledgeable people. And if we don't respect that, we'll end up talking at them and not with them. And I think that's the whole idea yep. of some formative selling is to have that kind of brainstorming session during the sales call so that you're actively providing feedback and value and taking the input and giving it back to them. Yeah, for sure. So when I discovered this uh, concept back in the, uh, in the 90s, late 90s, uh, when I was doing the Nextel thing, I actually went through a few iterations of it. So when I started doing it, I was all about asking tons of questions and getting information and, and really diving into their world and understanding the results and stuff for my clients uh, and the impacts that the issue was having for them. And then I, then I went through an iteration where I was like, all right, so I know the main issues that all my clients have, that, and it's an industry thing. So now I started doing questioning. I started, I, I shifted and this wasn't a good shift. I'm going to put that out there right now. Uh, and it was a, a shift where my questioning was now manipulative. And I was asking mm. questions in a certain way to get them to say what I wanted them to say so that I could then go into my pitch. Uh, 
Hey, Donnie Bovine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking, and I just want to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com and I look forward to seeing you there. So then I went through that iteration for a while. And then my third iteration was where I just made the assumption of their issue. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I completely skipped all the, the stuff and letting them talk about it. It's like, all right, so here's what I've heard from other people in your industry. that You know, this is a really big issue for you. And we jumped right into solving a problem and assuming that that was their issue. And who knows how many other really cool things I missed out on learning about them that I could have solved and made an even bigger impact in them. But yeah, I literally went through those three iterations as I did this. And then I had to go back to like, ah, oh, I am screwing this up. I need to go back to the way it's supposed to be where we're talking and yeah. I'm pulling that information out of them and just having the deep dives. Uh, and I, so I, I tell that story because I think a lot of people are going to say, well, I know what the issues are for my clients. Why do I need to go through that step? I know what issue all my, my clients have. It's always the same one. Yeah, it is. But the words that they use to describe those issues are always going to be different. Yeah. yeah there, there may be an good. overarching theme, but the impact and how they internalize it and how they talk about it is going to be different. And it's going to, it's all about understanding what you're walking into and how you can help them. You know, yes, you want the sale and you want the money, but it's really a, how can you help your clients? And if you don't know really what the impact to them is, you can't actually help them. So I'm over here writing down freaking notes as we're going through this because I want to capture some of these main thoughts. And I love the idea of you got to know how to help them before you can actually help them. And that's how you get that brainstorming conversation going. And I think it's also a very powerful thing that saying that you literally need to geek out on what you're selling so that whatever it is, you can have that exciting conversation. I go back to the you know first time, you know, Kevin and I sat down and it was help trying to help me with my company. You know, uh, I was leaning into the conversation because you could tell he really enjoyed doing this kind of stuff and figuring everything out. And then the fucker brought me back pictures and things, you know, to <laughs> to make sure I could comprehend it. But it was about completely understanding my world and how I was going to make a buying decision and presenting it in a way that made sense. And I love the fact that you keep saying, you know, you've got to be able to use their words and their language because that's 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 a huge portion of it of being able to say it how they say it so it's their idea and their thought process this isn't about you showing them you're a fucking genius this is about literally giving it to them the exact way they're looking for it based on this whole brainstorming conversation and laying it out so they can find success in whatever you sell yeah um, they expect you to come in and give them this earth-shattering, world-changing idea that you're the best person to do and then sell them on it. That is totally what your client expects you to do when you, you jump on a call or you, you show up in their office. 
But if you're able to have this conversation where it now becomes collaborative, and even if the idea that you come up with for them is something you've done with for 20 other clients, because you came up with it in this collaborative manner, it doesn't feel like you're now getting pitched. It feels like you're actually working with them, even though it's something you've done 20 times. And you knew well, and you were... And, and, and you knew you were going to talk about it, but you did it in a way that was authentic to them and honored them and allowed them I, to be a part of the conversation. Dude, I love you said honored them. That's we're, we're embracing the fuck out of that. Yeah. And I, that, I think that's the thing. Having the 20 other conversations or the 50 other conversations allows you, as long as you don't come from a place of, like you said earlier, of I already know where they're going to go. You know, it comes from this collaboration allows you to have the right words to help them think through. And I think if if you look at it from that perspective, a lot of what we're doing in this style of selling is literally to help them think through the things they were already thinking about before we showed up. Right. Because when you sit across from somebody, there's already a conversation going on with their head right in their head. You know, there's things that they want to accomplish, but they're reaching out to you or they're having that conversation with you because they're trying to hash out how this would work for their business and how they could fit this in there. And if you come in with this, let me just tell you how this all fucking works. Then you lose them because you don't have this dynamic collaboration. You, you are no longer honoring them as part of the conversation. And I, I think this is that ability to fuck. I'm going to keep coming back to collaborate. Cause I love that idea of it. And that that conversation they're having in their head, you know, for the conversation your clients have are all going to be different. And it's going to be a lot based on their personality and what type of conversation they're going to have. But, you know, for when you're selling to someone like me, who is that high C personality and like structure and needs time to think, having this collaborative conversation allows me to process information real time. You know, if you are just pitching stuff to me, I'm coming up with all kinds of comments in my head and I'm writing down things, but now I have to go process it later. When we have that real conversation, I can process it while we're actually in that meeting. Yeah. And there's going to be a higher chance that we're going to leave and I'm going to say, yes, let's go do stuff. Let, let's go change the world. Whereas if you just give it all the info, I now have to go take it and think about it and process it and do it my own way. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, this popped in my head as you're walking through that, you know, we as a human species buy very emotionally, you know, most of our decisions are an emotionally triggered decision and that we logically approve later on, or sometimes we logically talk ourselves out of, you know, it's the whole idea of, oh my God, where has this been? I want to fucking buy this. And then so you make a purchase only to walk away, Kevin buying that one car store <laughs> yep. and going, what the fuck did I just do type thing? And we've all had that moment. So so for me, it's it's the idea of I want them as excited about what we're going to do moving forward because they can feel that it's the answer. But it's not a move. Right. I'm not trying to fake the excitement. I want them to be as jazzed up that they're going, fuck, this is everything that I want to do. 
and it's right here and this is the person that can help me get to that and it's because you come from this place of you know collaboration you come from this place of you know you're really willing to help and i think it's healthy for people to understand I'm okay during the sales call that if I teach them everything that they need to do in their business and they don't hire me and they just go implement it internally, would I have loved to win that business? Sure. But at some point down the line, odds are they're going to go and realize that they can't implement it as well as they could have had they engaged with me. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to how Kevin and I became partners, right? You know, but it's this idea of you pour the fuck into them. And if they want to go do it on their own, fucking groovy. Um, and and letting them and being okay with that. And, and for me, a lot of that is, especially when I'm working with and talking to someone that I know is on the smaller side of business. And is when I, I know that when I tell them what it's going to cost for me to do it, it's going to work. You know, I'm, I may have to call their spouse and say, Hey, can you go check on Bill? He, he may have passed out. I just gave him pricing. <laughs> um, no, I'm not actually that expensive, but I, I do have people that are like, Oh wow. That's more than I thought. Um, it allows them a chance to do it and, and figure it out on their own. And as their company grows and if their company survives and gets bigger and continues to scale, there's going to be a point where they're like, all right, I can't do this anymore. And they're going to have the realization that they can't be a DIY company anymore yeah. if they want yeah. to grow. And, you know, hopefully if I did my job right and gave them all the right answers and what I did, what I helped them with actually worked and they were able to implement it. At some point, I, I hope they're going to come back and say, hey, remember me? You gave me some really cool advice once and I went and did it, and, but we're growing now and I, I actually need someone to do this stuff. I can't do it myself anymore. And I've had that happen. It's really cool when yep. they come back and they say, yeah, it all worked, but can you like manage it now? And you know, what do you cost? And I'm like, well, I cost yeah. more than I did when we talked to you. you know, <laughs> <Right>? but, <laughs> so, Yeah, and I, and, I, and I love about this is it's this entire idea of allowing people to one, disqualify themselves, right? Allow them to realize that maybe they're not ready for this yet or realize that there's some more work they need to do on their end. Um, or maybe they realize that they can do this internally. In either way, I'm good with that, right? Um, this is why Kevin and I harp so much on business development and getting good in that in that portion of it, because without the business development, you can't have these cool conversations. But I mean, it's it's being in the place to where you come to the realization that you're they're not ready yet or they're mm -hmm. not in a place where they can keep the volume that you have the courage to say, you know what, why don't you guys go do X, Y and Z? And when you accomplish that, or when you hit this milestones, then let's talk, right? And and you put the ball back in their court, and you know you just earn so much more respect in the marketplace to say, hey, why don't you guys go try this yourself? Why don't you give it a go? And once you get to here, let me know and let's talk. And oftentimes you get that phone yep. call back because you didn't try and beat the shit out of them and close the damn sale. But it's yeah. really fun when you're having this conversation. If you're running your sales call this way and you're doing it right and you're asking the right questions and presenting the information in the right manner, when you get to the end of the call and they're saying, all right, so how do we start? Yeah. And, and you're not, you never have once had to ask for the business. You know, I have a yep. new client that I'm going to be onboarding later this month. That's going to be a, a monthly retainer. We're going to start by doing some migration work for them and then on building ongoing automations for them. 
I didn't ever ask a closing question. Yeah. We literally brainstormed and, on how to do it and talked about the issues and what was important to them and what they needed and, and options and things we could do for second and third steps once the migration's done. And they're like, awesome. I'm out of the office tomorrow. And I was like, well, I'm out Friday. Well, let's talk Monday and we'll get stuff. We'll figure out our timeline and we'll get, we'll get started. Awesome. Perfect. And that, and that's what you want. A hundred percent. And I I think people forget that we live in this YouTube world where, you know, everything's already out there in in a heartbeat. You can Google, how do I do X and somebody's teaching it. So I think, you know, not only are the people buying our stuffs a hell of a lot smarter than they used to be back in the day, you know, that oftentimes they're sitting across from you just trying to understand if you're the person. And the person they want to work with is is that person that's going to have that collaborative, you know, conversation. And, you know, to your point, Kevin, I can't tell you how many times people buy stuff that we sell and it's like, you know, I'm not 100% sure what I'm buying here, but damn, I can't <laughs> get ready, you know, wait to get started. You know, I think that's just the power, you know, of this entire style of selling. Yeah, but, I agree. And it's all, you know, another thing that happened to me last week is I was doing a virtual coffee with one of our members uh, and he has a community and we were talking about, you know, the automation stuff and for his clients and, and you know, how we help them with sales and, and all that stuff. And we ended up with this cool collaboration where in October, I'm actually going to do some work for him. But then we're going to take that as a basis to train his members in his community. Right. And I'm going to come in and talk about it and he's going to be able to say, well, yeah, here's what we did and here's what I'm seeing and here's the benefits. And so he's basically helping me pet, almost uh, craft a pitch to his members for what I do based on his that's experiences. Awesome. And that's because we had that collaborative conversation about, all right, so how do you do, what do you do? How do you work with your members? You know, what's your focus? What's important to you? And be able to come up with this really cool idea. Yeah, and I think that's the the whole key to this entire style of selling is getting it to where it's a cup of coffee style conversation. You know, where you're really sitting across from each other, discovering is this the person, the company I want to work with on both sides of the table, having the courage to move forward or not and be have the guts to call it. And to have the the wherewithal to be able to teach and educate through the process so they're getting the solutions right then and there and they're stoked about it. And and, and that's the other cool things that happen is because it's collaboration, they're often going, you know what? And we could do this, which is what just happened to Kevin, which is, you know, let's teach this to other people, which puts Kevin in a great spot to say, Hey, look, you know, I really know what the fuck I'm talking about, you know, and it's not, this comes from a place of this guru type thing. It's somebody else propping him up to say, you know, this is, you know, definitely your guy through the process. And I think people want to skip the conversation of the sale when all the magic comes from that actual conversation, you know, so this was a little bit longer episode and, and we're going to keep coming back to this and, and talking more about this because I think it's, it's a powerful way to sell in this kind of world we live in where people have a lot of information. They know a lot of things. And I think, you know, you, 
couple of just key moments and takeaways is you got to understand their world and, you know, understand where they're at on their journey. So you know how you can best help and serve them. You want to, you got to get into, you know, this very collaborative brainstorming, brainstorming style conversation to where you're bouncing ideas off each other. So you get an understanding of what it would like to be worked together. You have to fully honor them and their knowledge and what they do and understand, you know, what they are bringing to the table as part of this conversation. And then ultimately you've got to stay completely detached from the outcome on this, you know, uh, even down to how you work together needs to be a conversation. And, you know, you've got to have the courage as not a maneuver, but the courage to be able to say, Hey, yes, I think I can help you or no, I can't, you know, and, and mean those words. So a lot more information coming on this guys. We're going to keep dialing this in and getting this, you know, more in continued teacher teachable process as we dive in, how do we best structure this and, and deliver it to the marketplace? So stay tuned for some more cool episodes on it. Um, but if you've gotten this far and you're still hanging out with us, thank you for that. You know, please make sure you're subscribed to the show. Leave us a five-star review and share this out with one other person who you think would find a ton of value from this. Uh, you know, that means absolutely the world to us. And as always, Love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. So like me, they don't often reach out for advice. They don't get support. They just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So Come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups. And let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.